It is week five. Like, I can't believe that we're now a full month into the season, but we get to talk about some live action. I mean, we've got Monday Night Football going on tonight. And of course, everybody's already looking forward to the actual like week five kicking off here with the next few days. But let's before we dive into waivers, before we even start looking at roster decisions, we've got to decide on who which players we're going to be picking up, like which of these guys we're going to be actually putting that fab money down, putting our claims on this week. And so to do that, I mean, of course, I'll be your host this week, Chris Allen. And of course, with me is the wonderful, the knowledgeable, like Justin Henry, in order to have our great debate over two players that might be useful for to you when you make your claims this week. But Justin, man, how you doing this week, brother? Man, I'm great, man. And uh, football is here, man. This has been one of the uh, most eventful seasons I've seen in a while. Like I can remember, and it's, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of top players not playing well. There's a lot of players we didn't expect to do well that are playing well. So a lot of parody this season. I'm all for it, man. I'm, I'm loving the football this year. Yeah, absolutely, man. The chaos is something that I love seeing. I mean, of course, it it makes things tougher for my roster decisions, right? Like Fast. my lineup like has to change almost at the drop of a hat. But I understand this is what happens when we play. We watch players playing such a brutal game. And of course, I mean, we're talking about like on the eve of just hearing about Javante Williams being out for the season. And that kind of transitions into our debate topic like for today. We had a couple of other ideas when we were talking about like who we should kind of go back and forth with like for the debate today. And it could have been like Christian Watson versus Kendrick Bourne. I mean, of course, everybody's going to be trying to pick up Tyler Algier, but we're going to talk about two running backs, one on the same team as Tyler Algier. But I'm going to be talking about uh, Caleb Huntley. And then if Justin is going to be arguing for picking up Mike Boone, who's going to be in the running back tandem behind Melvin Gordon, with Javante Williams down for the rest of the season. So, Justin, you being the guest, you got three minutes. Tell me, and by me, I mean the rest of the fantasy community, <laughs> why should folks be going for Mike Boone? Like when they go and start putting in their waiver claims for, the, for this week, why should Mike Boone be at the top of their list? You know, Mike Boone, it's good because we got to see him on Sunday after the injury and, and obviously prayers up for Javante Williams, man. Hope he has a full recovery next season. Um, but we saw, you know, he actually got some work here in the second half of that game and was on the field, you know, with Melvin Gordon, who happened to fumble earlier in the game and got the bench, got the doghouse treatment from Nathaniel Hackett. So mm -hmm. one of the reasons I think Mike Boone actually has a role this season is that the Broncos seem committed to the split backfield. Like even with Javante Williams, the expectation was that he was going to take over the backfield and dominate touches and kind of show himself as an RB1 this season. And what we found is that the team re-signed Melvin Gordon, has been more committed to a 50-50 split. I want to say their, their touches are somewhere in that 70-75 range, both of them before this week obviously started, but they were both in the 70 touch range when it came to carry. So to me, um, Nathaniel Hackett is operating this as a committee. He wants to have the option to have both, uh, both members there in the backfield. There is a role for Mike Boone. And this has this isn't the first time Nathaniel Hackett has had a committee. In Jacksonville, we had Leonard Fournette, TJ Yeldon, Chris Ivory in the backfield. In Green Bay, when he was with Green Bay, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. So we know that this is the system that he's going to operate with multiple backs. And for me, seeing him seeing him actually get uh actually bench 
Melvin Gordon. He got benched in this game when they could have used him. The fumbling problems are an issue. He's fumbled four times in the first four games. So there is a path. If anything happens with Melvin Gordon or he doesn't produce, we could see Mike Boone have a role. So uh, he's a good passing back. He's going to be involved in the passing game. I think that's where he'll specialize. Melvin Gordon will probably get uh, the work on the goal line and most of the heavy carries. But there is a carved out role for Mike Boone. And I like it, man. And compared to the situation in Atlanta, when it comes to the quarterback situation, you're playing with a really good quarterback in Russ who's going to be airing it out a lot. But eventually, there's going to get a point where this time has to rely on the run game. And right now, Melvin Gordon, outside of Melvin Gordon, Mike Boone is the back to have. So when you're looking on waivers this week, you're looking at options. Mike Boone to me doesn't have a lot of true upside this week specifically. But long-term season long, if he ever steps into that role because he can pass catch, because he even looked, he looked really explosive during the game, because he has that to his advantage, I think that Mike Boone is a very good pickup right now. I agree with everything you just said. I mean, I think from an opportunity standpoint, you cannot find a higher projected touch share like for a running back that you can just like pluck off waivers at this point like than Mike Boone. And from everything that I've heard so far, I mean, the coaching staff likes this dude. I mean, they want to try, they wanted to try and get him involved. But of course, when you have a guy like Javante Williams, when you have a guy like Melvin Gordon as your duo that's up in front, you it's always a good problem to have having a guy like Mike Boone in case of an emergency. And now they find themselves in it. But I guess my only my only rebuttal, like to thinking about other options than Mike Boone, is what is this offense as a whole? Ain't got nothing to do with Mike Boone as a player, but what is this offense like four weeks into the season? We just watched them lose to the Raiders, the 0-3 Raiders. I mean, they came in defeated, not undefeated. They came in into the game <laughs> defeated, and they still lost to the Raiders. I mean, right now they are 30th and rushing EPA as of right now. Their offensive line is 17th in, pla- in, pa- uh, in run block win rate. It's just, if Melvin Gordon wasn't efficient running the ball, if Javante Williams wasn't efficient running the ball beforehand, can we expect Mike Boone to now become an efficient running back behind this offensive line? I'm 100% on board with the idea that from a projected touch share, Mike Boone can will at least have a decent amount of opportunity on a week-to-week basis. And like you were just saying, he ran like 12 routes, got three targets on those routes, so he's involved in the passing game as well. So if you're in a PPR league, 100%, no problems with it. But as this offense struggles to figure itself out, I do have my concerns about what Mike Boone, like can like what his projected fantasy production is going to be moving forward. But let's take a look at Caleb Huntley. I think the Atlanta offense as of right now, even they are having some problems on offense. But after seeing Marcus Mariota, I mean, completely, I mean, completely underperform in a matchup that we thought was going to be a positive outcome for them. I mean, they got the W. All right, that's fine. But Marcus Mariota, less than four fantasy points. I mean, this is a team that is predicated on the run at this point. 30th in pass rate over expectation. And after we saw Cordero Patterson either re-aggravate or re-injure his knee, now that we've got him on injured reserve, so he's out for at least the next four games, we saw another split backfield between Huntley and also Tyler Algier. But while everyone expected Algier to be the guy that they were going to lean on, I mean, when they drafted him, he was essentially supposed to be like Arthur Smith's like new version of Derrick Henry. I mean, that's what they wanted him <laughs> yeah. to be. That's what everybody expected him to be. But Huntley outtouched Algier 10 to 7. 
and also had an 80% success rate. So success rate defined as the rate of positive expected runs or when you're actually adding something like to your team. Tyler Azier, less than half, 42.9% success rate. Huntley was actually used in the two-minute drill. He got all of the red zone carries. Algier was nowhere to be found. Now, box score scouts will probably look at Algier's like total yardage and be like, oh, man, you know, he outperformed Huntley. It's all good. If you watch the game, Huntley looked like the brother had some juice to him. I mean, he looked like he had some speed to him. So I think with the touch, with the touch share going in his favor, with the red zone opportunity that he was afforded on a team that is predicated on the run right now, like I mentioned, like Marcus Mariota, pass rate over expectation, 30th in the league, like through four weeks. I mean, it just sets up for Huntley to continue to have at least a solid projected workload, but then also having the high value touches that we would expect for a running back that we would want to start in fantasy. But Justin, I mean, do you, what are your concerns like with Huntley? Yeah, and Huntley, you know, I, I love the way that he was running, man. He ran hard. Like you said, he had a lot of juice to him, and you love to see that with the running back. It's the situation that I'm not a fan of right now. Atlanta came into this season with the committee already, and this isn't even the same committee where it's just a split. Cordell Patterson's involved. He'll be back at some point on IR for four weeks, potentially his return there. Damian Williams was atop the depth chart for a while. He will be coming back from IR as well. That brings another back into the fold. And Tyler Algier was the higher valued pick. So to me, there's a lot of hat names in the hat right now. And when I look at Tyler Algier, I don't think he's great, but he does have a role and it's competition right now for Caleb Huntley. So when I look at, you know, the youth there, there's a lot more um, willingness to develop. They're going to be losing games and they might want to see what they have out of a guy like Tyler Algier. So for the next week or two, I could see Caleb Huntley being a nice short term option. But long-term, once these guys come back, the veterans come back, Cordero Patterson, Damian Williams, and as we get to see this battle unfold between Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, I just don't see the same value there for him. So while I think he's a hard runner and I think at some point he's going to have his opportunity, I'm not sure there's a lot of sticking power there. 100%. And I think I could agree with you right there. I guess I might be talking out of both sides of my mouth at this point. <laughs> but how about this? I'll ask you this. One of these two running backs has an upcoming schedule week five against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week six against the San Francisco 49ers week seven against the Cincinnati Bengals and week eight against the Carolina Panthers. That is one. So we've got bucks, 49ers, Bengals, and Panthers for one of these two for the other one. If we were to look at their upcoming schedule. So for, uh, those are four tough run defenses. Those are man. four like, tough run defenses. Yeah. And for the other one, you've got the Colts, you've got the Chargers, you've got the Jets, and you've got the Jacksonville Jaguars. Which one would you select? Mm. Schedule-wise, I probably would prefer number two just because it's in a vacuum. I'm looking at those. Those are elite, elite defenses that you named for the first set. I mean, that kind of settles it right there. I mean, you you just picked Mike Boone right there. <laughs> I mean, hey. You know, hey, it's, it's those, when I look at the matchups, though, it's, you know, sometimes that doesn't matter because it depends on, you know, obviously pass catching backs have a little bit more value as, and obviously the role, too, if they're splitting work down the middle or if one of them has a starting role. I like what I'm seeing out of both of these backs, and I think the point that both you and I can make it, being able to talk on both sides, is that while there's inherent risk there, there's also a lot of value in both of these options, and you're not going to have to pay the Melvin Gordon, the Tyler Algier price, you know, when you go try to get them on waivers. 
they're solid options in deeper leagues and could have longer term appeal if they stick this week. Exactly. And there could always come a situation where, so let's say against Tampa Bay, like as of right now, like we just saw last night, I mean, Patrick Mahomes was able to dice up uh, the Tampa Bay secondary, but they also had good success. We watched Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, the same dude that had like what, seven rushes for zero yards the previous week wind up looking like, I mean, you know, the second coming of insert great running back name here. against like that Tampa that vaunted Tampa Bay defense. So it's entirely possible that Marcus Mariota can move the ball down the field. And Isaiah Pacheco, he looked like the he, pick, also he looked, looked like, like the offseason guy everybody was talking about. 11 exactly. carries, I want to say he had 60 yards. To me that he had a dominating performance too. So Exactly. So like the matchups can they might look bad on paper, but we don't know how these games are going to play out and our expectations for these matchups like might change once the the game actually starts. So if we saw at least a possibility for a running back to be successful on the ground against at least one of these defenses, one of them being the tougher ones, we could wind up in a situation where they wind up moving the ball down the field. And if Huntley continues to have most of the red zone opportunity, he could bang at least one touchdown like in on the on his opportunity that he's given. But I think the point is well taken. Cordell Patterson, not done for the season, should be back at some point so that at least at least it gives some like short-term value for Huntley, but no long-term value. Whereas with Mike Boone, Javante Williams ain't coming back. And unless Denver tries to trade for, I don't know, Dearness Johnson, Alexander Madison, I mean, any of these other running backs that have been kind of sitting back behind like the, the primary starter Kareem and they Hunt. can wind up. Yeah. Kareem Hunt, any of those guys. I mean, unless there's some sort of trade rumblings and it's only been a day, ain't even been a full day. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's no way for us to know whether or not like the, the long-term value is going to be put in question for Mike Boone. So I think it's fair to say that at least as of right now, from an opportunity standpoint, from a rest of season standpoint, Mike Boone is probably the, the best fit. Like if you're looking at it from a long-term standpoint, would you agree? hundred percent. And you mentioned it. it's short-term versus long-term. So if your, your needs are immediate, um, Caleb Huntley is your guy right now. He has the opportunity. Just watch this week, watch the position battle. Cause I think they're fighting for first team reps right now. And then when it comes to Mike Boone, if you, you have a little bit longer outlook, you're looking to get through bye weeks, he's a guy you can have if you just lost Javante Williams. He might be the better guy to insert for that long-term potential, have value during fantasy playoffs. Exactly, exactly. So it depends on where you're at. If you are sitting at like towards the top of your league, you might think you might be able to coast into the playoffs at this point. You might be 4-0, something along those lines. Maybe stash. I mean, if you go for go for Boone, you can stash him for a little bit. And continue to ride him out for the rest of the season. If you need short term, if you have short terms need right now, then go out and grab you a Caleb Huntley. See if you can get that short term return on his on his production, and then you can start moving things in that particular direction. And but I all right, play, I actually would play it a little bit different too. If you were twelve team league or less, maybe mm-hmm. maybe you're targeting Mike Boone. But in a fourteen team league, you're probably lacking the starting caliber player. You might want to go get yourself a Caleb Huntley. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've kind of outlined each of the ways that you can approach it. And depending on your league size and depending on where you're standing as of right now, you might have to approach things a bit differently. But we've kind of laid out each of the scenarios as of right now. So there you have it, folks. I mean, Justin, I appreciate all your time for tonight. Uh, But let the good folks know where they can find you at Like before we get on out of here. Absolutely. You can find me with the Justin Henry with a three instead of an E on all social media platforms and the Justin Henry show on YouTube daily content for you to help you with your fantasy decisions.
100%. So go ahead and follow this man. I mean, like he's given out too much good content for you not to be following at this point. But of course, I'm Chris Allen at Chris Allen FFWX representing the 32-bit network tonight. Appreciate y'all for checking us out and we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.